keep things move on to our uh, main topic of today, first main topic of today. It's called the homo's American dichotomy. And I said it right. So it starts <laughs> with this starts with this quote um, from uh, Mr. Joe Work on Instagram. We're not asking you to shoot them like you shoot us. We're asking you not to shoot us like you don't shoot them. Period. That was an exact feeling. And then we also had a TikTok that was played um, off of, of you guys of the what is it called? These the little things called? Animaniacs. And, um, Animaniacs. And they had the girl, you know, out there, you know, the, Elizabeth. What's your name? Elizabeth! It says she got sprayed in mace. Anyway, that was one of the things that we looked into. It's, it's just, you know, the topic in general. That was part of the topic, but <laughs> um, you guys have to see what happened. Um, hopefully, Aaron will put it on our uh, Verse TV page just so you can know what we're talking about. But anyway, the fact is this. There are two Americas Two Americas. Masses of people already know this fact. We have all seen the freedom fighting, or I call them the Trump thugs or the hoodlums that storm the Capitol, right? Classification is based on which two Americas is based on your experience. But anyway, when might we reach the point that knowledge of these two Americas actually produce the necessary changes to unite the two Americas into one America? What must members from each side of, the, of America do to bring this union together. And I'll start with myself. Always been to America. It's not just, you know, uh, you know, black and white or, you know, minorities and white. It's just people. It's people that believe, you know, the right thing and the good of living life and doing what's good and, and people that believe in, you know, money, politics, and certain things that have to do with that, that, that you know, like the people that stormed, you know, the Capitol, those kind of, you know, people, those on side of America by themselves, because there's some black people that believe in what they're saying too. So I feel like ultimately now that we've seen the second America really come to light, you know, a lot of people say things behind closed doors, they say things on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, however, anywhere they can type and say something, they want to speak their mind, but now, it's on a whole different level, as we saw them, uh, uh, the foolishness that took place um, in Washington. Um, and so for me, it's just like, and ultimately for us to be able to come to one, now that we've seen it, we know what's out there, one, be able to recognize it, just in case it's coming your way and you got to run, shoot, a duck or something. And two, being able to have the power to stand up to it and be able to say, hey, look, we don't need to go through that. We're all the same. If I cut you, you cut me, we bleed the same. So... Being a soldier, being a, saying, look, soldier in this army, let's do it. But also, first and foremost, we're to identify and recognize it. And so um, that's going to be my um, it's gonna be my two cents on that um, when it comes to the two Americas and how we can bring the two parties into becoming one and all that good stuff. Um, I'm going to go to uh, John B. on this one. Um, John B., when it comes to the fact that there are two Americas, and we've all seen it, um, what might you... When might we reach a point that the knowledge of these two Americas actually produces necessary changes to unite the two together? What do you, what do you, what do you think we can do? Well, let me start off by saying I was calling for their ass to be shot. Uh, I, I, I feel that it, it, in any other country, um, it don't matter who you are, if you try to uh, um, attack the, the, the government, you're going to get shot. And it's just more so prevalent here that that 
we know that if those people that was running up, up those stairs looked like us when it got on the first damn step without a bullet in the ass. Okay. Well, that's number one. Uh, for us to, and like you said, it's always been to Americans, but it's just, it, 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 if you look at it like this, just how we are all two-faced because the way I talk to you may not be the way that I speak to a client. So what America wants to portray is not necessarily what is, is going on here. And, you know, we see it in the little bit of every day, you know, uh, getting on the elevator with um, a white woman and she gets nervous and holds her bag a little tighter. Um, and I probably got more money in my pocket than she got in her whole account. And so, you know, it's, it's the, it's always going to be something because you can't eradicate it um, because people think of how they are, are, are people are going to think the way that they want to think. Um, and the, and also we all, we're different. So all people are always going to see there are differences. The thing about it is being acceptive and, and, and kind hearted and being able to understand those differences and not saying that, oh, because you are this color, I, I don't want you in my neighborhood. That's crazy to me. It's, I live in a, a building, five stories, probably about a hundred or so apartments in it. I don't deal with none of them really, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, that, that doesn't bother me, you know what I mean? So I said, the, on, the only thing that would bother me is I don't care if they white, black, purple, or green, but if you mess up something in the hallway where it's gonna bring my property value down, then we have a problem, but I don't care what the hell you look like. That's that I think, and and I think when, once more people get to that, and I I, I applaud uh, uh, exiting President Trump for showing people who who showing these like fumigating. You know what? You, you, I I call him the Orkin Man. <laughs> All he did was put that poison down and let them fucking roaches run on out. <laughs> we can see them. We can see them now. You know, I think a lot of people got complacent, um, thinking that you know, oh, we's free now, but there's still a lot of hate out there. Mm-hmm. And as we can, as we clearly saw on the sixth, the sixth, the sixth, um, that it's it has manifested um, from this from this one. And he he's he's not he wasn't the problem. He was the the person that allowed us to see that all of that stuff is still there no matter how how pretty the 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 makeup was on the pig it was still a pig <laughs> you better come on talk about it Mm-mm-mm. all right now john b yeah okay so uh Aaron Mack, talk to me you know it, it's so interesting because i asked these questions because I don't always have the answer and, and I want to hear people dialogue about it to mm-hmm. get ideas of how people are thinking about this. While you all were talking, one thing that I thought of as far as this whole storming of the Capitol hoodlum thing 
this puts the whole to America thing so out front, out front and center, undeniably so. And I feel that this is possibly a very significant potential turning point for us and that as a country, we can just continue to ignore it and that'll show that, oh, wow, we can really do what the fuck ever we want. And the two Americas thing, whatever, people just complain about it, make some YouTube videos here and there, and nothing will happen. Or they can be like, oh, wow, this has reached a critical mass that now we do see it. We do see it as so undeniably in our face the differences and back to back because this summer you saw the the Black Lives Matter thing and what they were met with versus what these people have been met with and it's such a stark contrast the only way that you can say oh, there's nothing to worry about, we're fine, is if you really, really work really hard to just ignore what's obviously there. And if you do so, then that will show that the bar has been lowered even more for us to be ridiculous. But maybe this is the tipping point. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully it's a significant tipping point. And I'm starting to get knees bleeding, so I'm going to drink some water. Sorry. <laughs> don't get this in, fall out. Gotcha. Awesome. Cool. So <laughs> don't do that. So, Goldie, talk to me when it comes to this particular topic. When, when we reach a point where the knowledge of these two Americas actually produce the necessary changes to unite the two Americas into one, what do, you, what do you think needs to happen on each side to make it happen? I feel like on each side, we need to be more um, on each side. We need to be more hearing of each other. I feel like a lot of people are set in their ways and it's set, it's set with their democracy and set with their what's going on and, and how they feel. Sometimes it's not always bad to agree with other people and just wave the white front flag and come to an agreement as a nation. You know, I feel like, you know, everybody screams USA, but we don't come together as a nation sometimes. It's just like, okay, well, I look at stuff, some people feel like, oh, well, it should, this should be this way and or this should be this way. And if it's not this way, then I don't want to support it. And thinking like that is going lead to lead to destruction because as a nation, what will make the nation more powerful is if we come together to, you don't have to agree all the time on everything, but like coming, coming together, you know? Um, I feel as though it's a lot of racism in this world. Like, I feel like a lot of Trump supporters are racist. And I feel like some some of them was waiting for that leader to get in office after Obama left, if that makes sense. Because racism still does occur nowadays. It still does. There's still racist people in the world. And it's crazy that um, some people just get judged by the color of their skin by going out and, you know, being Black myself. Um you know, you you definitely see like, you know, 
the racism that takes on in this nation and in this country and, you know, how things are different and things are, some people are privileged and stuff. I just think that as a nation, we need to accept one another more and come together more rather than thinking like, oh, okay, well, cause that, that event that took place at the Capitol, that was just like, that was crazy. And I feel like the officers should have been deaf. Like they were, they were throwing stuff on the officers and like just going crazy. And I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the officers should have been more aggressive and I feel like they would have been if the mob was like majority black people. Okay. I feel like they would have been more aggressive with the with the mob. I feel like because the mob was mainly white people and mainly mm -hmm. like, you know, because they, they feel they're, they're not scared of the law enforcement. You know, a lot of racist, a, a lot of white people, not to be discriminatory, but they're not scared of like the... um police or anything like that because they feel like well we are the police you know they feel like they well they are the police and i feel like it's definitely a segregation and it's definitely still racism occur we need to come together and really accept each other's like opinions and what's the the, the fact of the matter especially like the joe biden being president there's a lot of trump supporters that don't agree with joe biden being president and you know um as a nation, we shouldn't be like that. I feel as though I feel like as a nation, you know, the 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 votes was in, shit was counted fairly, and deal with it. You know, we're a nation. This this is what the outcome is. I feel like some people need to need need to just deal with it and come to more so come together as a nation instead of opposing each other and trying to rule and trying to just believe their democracy. We had to deal with it when Hillary lost. So exactly, exactly. Exactly. And I feel as though, yeah, I feel as though as a nation, it would just make us strong if we came together and deal with more things. You know, we don't have to agree on everything. Everybody's opinionated, but just come to a resolution. And some people don't want to come to a, re a resolution. They say, oh, well, why didn't the person I vote for won? You know, fuck, fuck this. Fuck. The and they thinking like that is what's going to tear this nation apart if we're not on the same page when decisions are made. I feel as though, honestly, take it for what it is and accept it. And, you know, we don't always have to agree, but just take it for what it is and move forward. And what can we do to hear more ideas and more and here to as a nation rather than just, oh, it's my way or the highway, you know? Opinions are like assholes. Everyone got one. Mm -hmm. Per, period. Right, right. Now for the homos out of the parlor. And this comes from Parlor, the app, has been in phone applications since 2018, phone application scores since 2018. Now they say that this app was used to organize the riot at the Capitol. So it's being removed from the application stores. All right. And, but those who already have it downloaded can keep it working just fine. Parlor CEO says the media is just scapegoating his company. And Aaron Mack, I myself, me, this guy, agrees. 
because the problem is so much bigger than a simple pro-Trump, far right-wing comfort act, all right? Now, why is this app removal too little too late? And Parler might as well go ahead and stay in stores. And there are a couple of questions, but we'll answer this one first. And I'll go first. Why might as well Parler stay in stores? My thing, I agree with the CEO of Parler that there's a scapegoating his app. And I'm like, the problem is so much bigger than this app for right-wing conservatives, you know? It's so much bigger than that. And also the app has been in the app stores since 2018. And now all of a sudden we're like, oh my gosh, we gotta get rid of it. What? I don't know. I, I, I feel that it's just ridiculous. And at this point, the mob has already stormed the Capitol. I, I kind of feel like eh, too little, too late because they're already um, congealed. Mm-hmm. Organized, yeah. Jonathan? Um, actually, Goldie, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. All right. Jonathan? Uh, yeah. So I get it. Um, these are all private companies. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, um, that they can decide whatever they want when they think that it's going to affect their bottom line. Um, it's not just, it's not just, uh, we don't, we don't want to be associated with this, but if we are associated with this, what is this going to do to our bottom line? What is this going to mean for the stock market? What is the, they're looking at it as a business. So, um, one, I feel that, okay, take it off. You no longer um, want it because, uh, yes, there might have, it might have been on there since 2018. However, there may still be 5,000 people that didn't know of it, um, but now maybe are becoming aware of it and could uh, and, and make it grow after the fact. Um, so, fine, remove it. Um, I also think that it could also be a way of pacifying, uh, people, um, because, oh, well, look, we did this, you know, um, but I feel that in all of this, that the, um, central intelligence, FBI, they will all, they're all to blame for this because if they can pull up conversations and things that, um, are showing this and apparently this it had been very well documented that these things were happening and they weren't just talking on parlor they were talking on facebook they were talking on um instagram and twitter um because the, um on the news today they were saying that there were um the fbi agents had gone to several people's homes to to let them know that they are should not go to this protest um, so there were, there was already intelligence out there. 
Um, so in that instance, I, I would agree with the CEO because then, yeah, it makes me feel like, oh, well, why y'all just coming after me? Because they were also on other sites, on other apps. So um, um, on that part, I agree with him. Um, the, the fact of the matter is it was because the movement of white supremacy was okay. And, 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 and that's just what it was. It, the, the fact of the fact that uh, the Black Lives Matter March had so much security. The, the, the president of the United States was telling these people to come and storm the Capitol and there was not one guard out there. And the fact that the Black Lives Matter March was going beside the Capitol Okay. There was an army, an army of guards in front of it. So that shows that the, the uprising or the revolution, as the girl wanted to say, uh, was okay. And then now um, that it happened and there was death and, and to see the carnage of it all. And then it's like, oh shit, America, your slip is showing. We, we seeing stuff you didn't want us to see because you didn't think you, you was like, oh, it'll be all right. No, it's not going to be all right. So it's, it's, it's definitely showing. And that's why I feel that if people, going back to the true America's thing, like if this wasn't enough for them, goodness gracious, right. to see that and want some sort of change and, but no app, and you know what? No app. It doesn't. If if these people want to get together, it's not an app, a river, a mountain that's gonna keep them from coming together and feeling the way they feel together. Mm -hmm. so, and high enough. It, uh, it you know it doesn't matter if they gonna. Not. It really doesn't. It, it, they're they're gonna. They they didn't have a damn app when the KKK was going around burning up uh, and hanging people. There was no app, but they still got together then. What's the difference? Now we got cars. You can get in your car and go drive and 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 get together. It, it you know what? Sometimes it, it don't. It only has to be a mindset. Be like, if I feel that I can do, you're not the only way person that thinks the way that you do. True. It's too many people. So if there's about 500 people that probably think the same way and may ne have never spoken in the same um, at. at spoken with each other will still show up at the same place to because they want to fight for what they think is right but they're not the only one that thinks that way so an app it the hell with the app right somebody will build everybody codes they'll build another app okay and <laughs> yeah um i definitely feel like it might as well I feel like um, might as well just keep the app, to be honest. I mean, um, but I feel like they are removing the app because they're trying to, they they feel as though that they don't want it. They feel like, they feel like, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the, behind the, behind the doors and behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know. And I feel like there's another hidden reason why they're removing it. Um, 
to be honest. But um, I don't get it. If people already downloaded the app and have it, then why delete it? Then why like remove it? If the people that already have it are gonna stay having it, then it, it makes no sense. It makes no sense to remove it to me, honestly. Okay, right. Troy. Yes, um, I'm thinking. I'm listening. I'm agreeing with, with, with Gordian with uh, John. First of all, these people are gonna do what they want to do, whether they got that app or not. And I think the smartest yeah. thing is keeping the app and, and keeping a track on it and knowing what's going on and being able to read, like the government being your business, being the business. So before they try to hump, humpty jump the next gate, you're gonna be able to know these jokers getting ready to do it. Um, that's what I feel like they should have done. Instead of getting rid of it, they should have been more smart about monitoring it so they can keep an eye I on agree. what's going on. If you keep an eye on what's going on, you, you want ahead of the game. They're going to find another way to figure it out. And then you won't know and it'll be back to square one. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's how I feel about the um, the app itself. I feel like overall, like this is just on the beginning of things that's really coming to scene. To see that lady who got shot, she was making a video. I saw a video of her in the car before she got to the protest. She was on fire and man. And to see her go there and get shot with all that passion she had, it was crazy. I mean, at the end of the day, they're coming out of the woodworks. You know, the, the corona has did a lot of people dirty and has put a lot of people in a different mind state where they lost their sanity. They lost it. They don't know what Alice on. They can't find it. And a lot of people going cuckoo crazy out here. So um, I would feel bad for the guy who feels. Uh -oh. If that was Facebook and you're breaking Everybody up. Everybody would have been mad about Facebook. So, I just, you know, shut it down. It, it I mean, keep an eye on monitor. It all boils down to money. What you say? It all boils down to money. money right. They were on Facebook. They were on Twitter. They were on all these other apps. But it boils down to the their bottom line. And it boils down to who won the presidency. Because if this coup would have worked... The app wouldn't be dele uh, deleted. Um, can I ask you a question? Why are we calling it a coup? Because I thought the coup was when people go in to murder the head person in charge. But right now, the head person in charge until the end of this month is still President Trump. And that's the head, person in, the head person in charge of... Um, of not allowing their leader to stay their leader, which would be Pelosi. Because that's what was said in those emails that they were going to murder uh, Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's what it was said in the head. That's and what they said. Pelosi, they said Pence, because if Pence wasn't going to do it, um, whatever, they had threatened him. And like the man who stood, that just shows you what kind of person you are, the person that stood by you that whole time. And and now they talk about, oh, well, kill him too. They was killing everybody. <laughs> so they're like, it was really just going to go, this revolution was going to, like, in their mindset, she, Bill Trump was going to become a dictator in America now? Is that, was that the plan? President for President-elect. Right. Forever, ever, forever, ever. 
Not gonna happen. Breeding, no people don't. Think, no, they, that inbreed, inbreeding messes with their thought process. That's oh. what the male lace wigs be doing to him. You take it off and just get rid of him. Be bald. That glue is getting to his brain. <laughs> I asked my barber about a, a male. Um, anyway, I'm. Sorry. That was a great uh, main well, topic, Aaron. That was great. Next question, right quick. Why may it be best that they took down the app? And you know what? I'll skip the last one. So this will be the last part. Why may it be best that they took down the app? Now, we, we Jonathan, you partially answered that, and I agree because you talk about it could have been 5,000 more people who now with all of this publicity, this free advertising could have been like, oh, let me go ahead and get this parlor app because these are my peaks. Mm -hmm. who agree with me better than my peeps in my particular Facebook groups right? because they're already there. But A place you don't have to hide. I'm sorry? A place you don't have to hide. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. Jonathan, well, um, Goldie, why is it best that they did take down the app? Why is that the best, a good choice? Um, I feel like it's a good choice because they're probably thinking like, okay, um, maybe we don't want this app to like let people know what's going on. Maybe we, you know, we don't want to cause any confusion or anything about what's, what's, what's going on because the app tells people, you know, I feel like they took it down because I feel like that, that, that may be a good reason. Personally, I don't really see a good reason for them to take it down personally. Um, but I feel like that may be a reason, a good reason for them like to take it down, I guess. Okay. Jonathan, um, are you, you, you're pretty comfortable with that answer. You would add money as well, would you? <laughs> oh, is oh, it's the, uh, always. always money. It is always money, no matter no matter what your thought process is on it. It's always about that that bottom line. They are multi-billion dollar companies and they want to stay that way. So if they feel that um, they need to sway the way of the way that the country has gone, um, then that's what they're going to do. Because that you have you have to make sure that they want to make sure that when they do go to uh, now Biden, that oh, well, you know, we did this and we did that to, you know, to support you. But if it was Trump, they would have been like, oh, no, you know, we did this to support you because it's about making sure that they stay where they are comfortable. And another they, question for another that. Huh? I said, make sure they wallet stay fat. Right. Another question for another day is going to be, what do you think would be necessary to make Unity profitable enough that these app stores and other things promote, strongly promote this unifying of these two Americas. Anyway, but Troy, go ahead with that first question. Um, I just feel like it maybe they thought it was the right thing to do just in the moment because uh, I feel like 
it was because during the time that we're in right now and there's so much buzz that came from it, they wanted to take the app down because the people who may not already know about it now knowing, well, oh, there's an app. These people are on it. They're, they're looking it up. I want to go look it up. I want to be a part of the revolution. They feel like they're part of something. They're all the black people want to be part of Black Lives Matter because it's black people, right? So now the white people may say, hey, I want to be a part of some white shit. So let me go join Parliament too. So I think it was a smart thing to do before they make it a bigger problem um, than, it, than it needed to be. Um, and ultimately, too, like, like John said, it comes down to the money. Money's the root of all evil. And, and when you got money, you can control a lot of things. And so that's what they're doing. So, um, yeah, that's my two cents on that. All right. Now. Yeah, we don't need that. That concludes our almost talk show. So everybody will ask everyone to give their information and where they can be found and what makes them wonderful. And <laughs> I'll start off with Goldie. You'll find me on on IG, on Facebook, at my just Goldie Doll. Um yeah, but on Instagram it's Goldie Doll with the underscore Facebook, Goldie Doll, Twitter, Goldie Doll. Um what makes me wonderful is my vibrant, vibrant personality and my music. You know, I make music. I'm an artist. I'm a musician. So definitely get into my my my, my bars and my my tunes because I'll be, be spitting that real shit. So get into my music and definitely follow me. Mad new music. I'll check it out. Yeah. Period. That way. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I was doing this because you did that. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's fetch. That's diva. I love it. Okay. <laughs> now, um, so we'll go to our next guest next, Jonathan, John B. That's me. Uh, so you can find me and follow me on Instagram. Um, it's meal underscore stylings, spelt like that. Boom, 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 boom. Um, we do all the food, you know, so catering, uh, cooking classes, all of that stuff. Uh, you can also go to our website, which is mealstylings.com. Uh, you can book us there. Uh, you can ask us questions about uh, recipes. Uh, we're working on getting that book out. So stay tuned. Nice. Boy. Of course, of course. You already know who it is, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy at Trovis Music. Everywhere, W-E-K-E-S, Troy Music on everything. Um, you can find me here every week. It's week 89, y'all. Week 89, we've been doing it for the Verse TV. Still here, still doing it, still making it happen, and still popping, period. Talk to them, and let them know before we close it out where to find you and find us. All right. Well, I'm Aaron Mack, and I am with Verse TV. And that's where you can find us at Verse TV. Hashtag Verse TV on everything. You can Google us. And we have an actual website in the works. So check us out. Verse TV. B-E-R-S-T-E-A-V. Awesome. 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 And don't forget, guys, we're on our, our radio, Apple Podcast, uh, 
you know, Amazon podcast, all that good stuff. Please check it out. Um, and my, most importantly, like, comment, subscribe. You know, let us know what's good in the below, but like and comment for sure. Um, like, comment, share, and subscribe. And so, link yeah. three, l i w w w dot l i n k t r dot e e forward slash b e r s t e a b. Period. Right. Awesome show, guys. Right. <laughs> See y'all getting it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Awesome. Okay. Any closing remarks and before we move to the next one? No. Um, thank you all very much. Thank you, John B. Thank you, Goldie Doll. Thank Thanks you for having me. Thanks for having me. Yes. And now we'll go into the interview. Interview. All right. The homos talk show. Tim music with my New York leather today. Aaron Mack and I am here. Chef Jonathan Broadwater, hottest chef you haven't heard about yet. Goldie Daw, the hottest trans rapper that you probably heard of. I'm in Jersey now, by way of Queens, New York. I'm from North New Jersey, Brick City. Um, okay. Right here, what on Verse TV?